Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and today is the 3rd of May, 2020, and I am broadcasting from beautiful Escazú, where we've had a couple of really beautiful days, and the sun is setting, and the sky is on fire, and it's simply gorgeous. So, and the dogs are barking, (laughs) and, um... I'm here to discuss the coming week in astrology with you. So, um, exciting things coming up. We have, first of all, we have some aspect today. That is uh, what I spoke of briefly last week, which is the Venus-Neptune square. And that isn't for a few hours yet. It's going to be 11.52 p.m. Eastern time. But... Venus and Neptune are an interesting duo because they have a have a relationship of compassion and creativity and imagination and empathy and um, uh, you know Venus is more what we desire and Neptune is more um, you know imagination and and fantasy and uh, but they are both creative planets, and Neptune is more spiritual, whereas Venus can be more tangible. Venus is what we what we want. You know, it can be involving financial things as well. But this is an important aspect for a few reasons. First of all, um, Neptune is in Pisces in its own sign, and Venus normally, you know, is exalted in Pisces. It was in Pisces a while ago. It's no longer in Pisces. It's in Gemini. And... We're going to start talking about Venus a whole lot. Venus, the planet of love and relationships and money and finance and what we desire and relationships, like friendships too, you know. But, you know, what we're going to, what's happening is Venus and Neptune are meeting up once and next week we'll talk a whole lot more about the fact that Venus is going to go retrograde the middle of next week. Now, when a planet goes retrograde, it passes over certain places in the Zodiac where it has been before. So Venus has already gotten to a certain part where she's slowing down this week. So this is the week of the slowdown of Venus. And she's going to be at about oh, you know, 22 degrees or so when she retrogrades. So where she is contacting Neptune now is the initial passage, the initial square to Neptune, because on the 20th of May, when the sun enters Gemini and joins Venus there, um, on the 20th of May, Venus will square Neptune again. So, and then eventually Venus is going to have to get out of Gemini back Back after, you know, she's done making her retrograde and she straightens herself out and we get into July, she'll make another square to Neptune on the 27th of July. So this is actually really a three-part story and it's very interesting because Venus and Neptune represent um, what we can visualize and maybe bring into our material world what we uh, are being realistic about or not in our relationships, what we can be, um, you know, sort of magnetizing and manifesting in our world. Um, 
because Neptune is all about the visualization and Neptune is all about the spirituality and, and the unseen realms. And Venus is in Gemini, which is our mental capacity. And when we start thinking about, you know, how Venus operates in Gemini, well, she's a duality. So, you know, hey, Venus might have two boyfriends or she might have, you know, a group of girls she gets together with and they gossip. You know, this is Gemini energy. She might be one day your friend and the next day not. And she's also, you know, um, very capable in Gemini in that she can multitask. So you might have two creative projects going on at the same time. So these are important things to be aware of and to pay attention to. Venus, being who she is, is the goddess of love, the goddess of beauty. Um, And if you want to brush up on your goddesses, you know, you can always do that. Um, Perhaps in this case, Aphrodite is a very good, um, you know, a place to look first because you know immediately when we think of Aphrodite we think of I think of Botticelli's Venus painting from the Renaissance where Venus is coming out of she's born of the sea and she's on a clamshell so Neptune is in Pisces which is of the sea and you know you know like I said Venus is exalted in Pisces but she's not there right now she's in Gemini but she's talking to Neptune who is in Pisces so here is Venus being born of the sea and in the painting, and here's Venus talking with Neptune, the ruler, Poseidon, you know, the ruler of the seas. And so where are we clear? Where are we blinded? Where is there a veil between us and the relationship? Where is the clarity? Because Gemini tries to be very clear. And where is the place where, you know, Venus gets a little blindsided by Neptune or goes off into maybe a little bit of a fantasy, you know, or a wishful thinking or, you know, or visualization about what she wants to achieve. That's the highest form of this, you know, looking at your life, deciding what it is you want to manifest and focusing on it and manifesting it. And, you know, Gemini is very focused, but Neptune sends the message clearly to the universe, to the unseen realms, and to bring it back from, you know, from the quantum into the, into the reality. And so we want to take this energy and, you know, if you, if you're connected to goddesses and if you feel comfortable with that, you can talk to your goddesses and say, you know, what do you have in store for me? What do I need to know right now? And this is a good time to do that because as Venus goes retrograde next week, we, and we have about 10 days before that happens, um, we want to find out what the goddess has in store for us as she sort of goes on vacation for six weeks. (laughs) So Venus talking to Neptune is about where you see clarity and also where you can, um, you know, imagine imagine your life imagine it better than it is now imagine something really amazing for yourself and use your imagination pay attention to these days because venus will again like i said square neptune on the 20th so we have several weeks before that happens but honestly this is chapter one chapter two is the 20th of may 
Um, chapter three is the end of July, 27th of July. And so, you know, Neptune also rules, you know, mm, uh, the the swamps <laughs> the the nether regions of waters um it's swampy energy so maybe things are a little confusing in your relationships right now um we still have a pandemic we're dealing with and that's very piscean um we can't see it we can't touch it but we know that people get it um and i think that there's going to be a lot of unfolding of things around that and people's finances and what they need to do based on what's happening uh, with Venus and Venus taking a spin in the backwards way need we're gonna have to readjust something we might be doing okay now that we may have to make some adjustments in these next few weeks so it's important to um, question your visualization your vision question your vision think about it and hopefully by the end of June when Venus goes direct your vision will be uh, clear and forward moving and by the time she comes back and visits neptune again a month later after she goes direct she, you'll you'll have what you want you've you know visualized what you what you want and have gotten it now that's the one aspect that's happening today that but that's chapter one so remember we're going to come back and visit this in a couple of weeks we're going to talk about this again because chapter two is going to happen then tomorrow we have the sun conjunct mercury now if you saw my instagram yesterday you know that mercury is a busy little planet and mercury is like buzzing around mercury is in taurus which is where the sun is right now we're all in taurus and the thing is that um mercury so we know we had a mercury uranus conjunction last week we had it on thursday and frankly it just has been non-stop as far as i'm concerned it has been non-stop now, if you have a Mercury um, Uranus in your chart, you feel it. You necessarily will feel it, especially if you have a conjunction. But if you have a relationship between Mercury and, and Uranus in your chart, you are absolutely going to connect to what we've just been through the last few days. So I myself have felt that this has been a very busy time where there's been one thing right after another and there has been there were no breaks in between either there were people to see you know virtually on on meetings online or there were meetings to attend or events to go like something online that I had to do or like just answer a whole lot of emails there's a lot of communication right now so I just felt like every day has been a very frenetic energy, which is Mercury Uranus. So we, it's starting to calm down a little bit, but here's what was going on. Mercury is in Taurus and it was in between. So it's, you know, Uranus and the sun already met last weekend. So now Mercury moved past and got together with Uranus and now is sitting has been sitting in between Uranus and the Sun. So the Sun already passed Uranus. And then Mercury is now sitting in between Uranus and the Sun. So it's like illumination, frenetic energy. Illumination, frenetic energy. So Mercury is sitting with these two planets. And now tomorrow, once it passes the Sun at 5.41 p.m. Eastern Time, which is 3.41 my time, um, it will move on and get uh, get into other aspects on the 5th of May and 
you know, it'll start getting really past uh, its relationship with the sun. And what's very interesting is Mercury only went into Taurus like, you know, a week ago. And it's going to be zooming through Taurus because a week from now, it's going to go into Gemini. So a week from tomorrow, it goes into Gemini. So it's only spending two weeks in Taurus. So it's busy and it's fast and it's making all sorts of connections. So it's great on one level for networking. If you're doing some stuff that requires a lot of networking, and a lot of people are right now because they have to work online, then sure, Mercury is helping you out. But tomorrow the sun in Mercury, which means Mercury is combust. Once it's in the heat of the sun, Mercury is combust. So it's fast, it's furious, it's been talking to Uranus, and now it's talking to the sun and it's it's combust. So maybe some communications have been fast and, and quick and dynamic and, you know, and and you're just trying to figure out where all the time went because the hours are passing so quickly and just things are flying by and zipping out messages and emails and everything. It's just... It's been hard to take a breather. But um, we're going to get past this. And Mercury is going to be, you know, making a nice conversation to Neptune on Thursday when, you know, Mercury is, you know, in Taurus talking to Neptune and Pisces and they have a nice conversation. So there's, again, there's visualization. There is dreaming. There is what's my vision. There's what kind words do I have for people? It There's how do I visualize this goal and bring it into my life? So we have a lot of that going on, which is really good. Um, and so there is also on Thursday a full moon at 6.45 a.m. Eastern time, which means you'll see it Wednesday night if you're, you know, if you're, if it gets dark on Wednesday night and for you and the moon is full. Um, on the East Coast, and um, it's 6.45 a.m. Eastern Time, but it will be 4.45 a.m. for me, for example, and it'll still be dark here, so, you know, you can get up in the middle of the night and look at it, or if you live, you know, in another time zone on the other side of the Earth, you can see a beautiful full moon, maybe at the very moment it's happening. And so the moon is in Scorpio because the sun is in Taurus. So the Scorpio-Taurus dynamic has been, you know, revving up here. So the the moon's going to go into Scorpio on Wednesday at 3.05 a.m. Eastern Time and then talk to Saturn later that day, a few hours later in the morning Eastern Time, and then talk to Uranus. So everything, everything that's going into fixed signs is talking to Saturn and then is talking to Uranus. So last week, Mercury went into Taurus and then squared Saturn and then conjunct Uranus. So this Saturn-Uranus, while they're not really an aspect with each other yet, it's a little wide, um, they are getting, you know, planets bouncing back and forth. The sun talked to Saturn, then it talked to Uranus. Mercury talked to Saturn, then it's talking to Uranus. This week, the moon is going to talk to Saturn, then it's going to talk to Uranus. And that's what the moon will do on Wednesday before it creates a full moon. So this full moon is going to be a bit energized. The full moon is, you know, we're we're sort of, uh, you know, we're not finished with Taurus yet, so this is kind of in the middle of Taurus. And that means... We we have a um, sort of in the middle of the sign and then a couple of weeks where we're 
before we have another new moon, which is um, going to be in Gemini. So, you know, there's a lot of Gemini stuff going on this month. So we'll, we'll get to that later in the month. But where we have this lovely, you know, Scorpio Taurus is very sensual. Scorpio Taurus is very um, powerful because, you know, Scorpio is a powerful sign. So we are in this very sensual, nature-oriented, powerful new moon, full moon this week on Thursday. And it's, it's, uh, to me, this is a very fertile time. You know, the sun is in Taurus, it's fertility, it's nature. And if you live in the Northern hemisphere, things are blooming and here things are starting to rain and things do bloom, but they bloom all the time anyway. But so it's a lovely experience to have this beautiful, sensual, Scorpio moon happening this week opposite the sun in Taurus and that's you know they're fixed signs they are a little stubborn and yes the moon is going to hit Saturn and Uranus before it goes full so there's a lot of again high energy this week because once the moon makes that relationship in opposition to Uranus on the 6th on Wednesday in the afternoon it's going to then be on its way to become full. So it's really becoming full. And imagine it. It's this big, full, fertile moon. and But it's going to get revved up. It's going to get, you know, um, structured by Saturn. And it's going to get revved up by Uranus. And then it's going to be full. And, you know, full moons are always high energy. So we've got another Wednesday and Thursday this week. That's going to be a lot of energy. So conserve your energy use it wisely don't feel like you have to explode this week and and you're feeling um unsettled or you are feeling uh that you are wasting your energy or anything just just sort of be aware of it and just pace your energy one step at a time um so then later in the week, Mercury gets busy again as it makes a trine to Pluto. And then, of course, you know, it's going to make that trine to Pluto. And then shortly after that, it's going to trine Jupiter. Because remember, Pluto and Jupiter are very close together. So the ninth, when the moon is in Sag, Mercury is going to talk to Pluto. Mercury is zipping through Taurus, which is actually a slow and methodical sign. But Mercury is just putting quick work on this and yesterday and today the moon has been in Virgo so the moon has been talking to Pluto and we'll talk to Jupiter later tonight and we have another opportunity to review what Jupiter and Pluto are telling us and how Jupiter and Pluto are um, giving us this you know opportunity to think big and to manifest something um, being in our lives this year. So it's always exciting when, you know, the moon gets a little jazzed from Jupiter and Pluto. But Mercury's going to do that. Mercury's going to have this very nice, so these are all earthy things. The moon has been in Virgo, and Mercury's going to have this nice Taurian relationship, meaning it's coming to the end of, by in a week, it's already coming to the end of its journey in Taurus. And it's going to make the trine to Pluto 9.17 a.m. on Saturday, Eastern Time. And then... Uh, 10.36 a.m. on Sunday, the 10th, which is Mother's Day in the United States, Eastern Time. And the moon will have go, will go into Capricorn at that point. So um, 
the moon is going to connect with Jupiter and Pluto on the 12th, two days later. So there's a lot of earthy energy right now, a lot of manifestation, a lot of how to uh, bring something into reality. That's always Capricorn's concern. Be successful, bring it into reality. And so when Mercury gets um, connected to Jupiter and Pluto next weekend, well, I think that's a really great time to to be thoughtful and state out loud what you want. And if you're maybe in a relationship, um, any relationship, maybe you want to talk to your boss and say, you know what, I like this working from home stuff. I, I want to do this permanently. Um, I like this working, um, you know, in in zoom or, or whatever medium you're using i like this um i like I, I i need these things in my relationship with you whoever you're talking to maybe it's your dog <laughs> who's barking right now the dogs are barking i don't know whose dogs they are um but whatever whatever you feel you need in a relationship with someone you're able to possibly voice those concerns and in a happy way, because remember, it's talking to Jupiter. And this is a nice relationship that Mercury is having with Jupiter and Pluto. And thinking and thoughts and journaling, you're able to maybe clearly, clearly state to yourself, what is it that I want? What What is my intention? What is it that I really want to achieve during the Jupiter-Pluto that started April 4th and is now headed towards the second one on the 30th of June? So think about it you know mercury's thinking articulating communicating journal about it write it down uh draw it out if you can and start to feel like you are manifesting this in in a very concrete way uh because mercury's in taurus so next um Next month, Mercury won't do a whole lot of, you know, communicating with Jupiter and Pluto in the in the easiest way. So enjoy this aspect next weekend. So then um, everything, there's three planets slowing down right now. So we talked about Venus and what's happening is um, Venus is slowing down to turn retrograde. Saturn is slowing down to turn retrograde. And Jupiter is slowing down to turn retrograde, which is a whole lot of retrograde happening all at the same time within four days of next week. So when we get into the 11th, we've got Saturn turning retrograde, which is really in my time zone Sunday night, and then next Sunday night. And then there's Venus retrograding and Jupiter retrograding. So we've got three planets doing this little dance all at the same time. And I expect that there's going to be a lot of things flying in the air. There, you know, Saturn's in Aquarius, and Saturn is going retrograde at the early stages of Aquarius, and it's going to go back into Capricorn. So right now, if you're in Aquarius, or if you have planets in Aquarius, you probably feel Saturn. You probably feel like you're working a lot or, or the tiptoe of Saturn into your sign. And it's going to say, okay, I'm going to take a break now, and it's going to turn around. And Saturn, Saturn will still be in Aquarius for a little while. So it's it's not a quick moving planet. It's not not fast like Mercury zipping through Taurus. But Saturn will take its time and leave Aquarius. It's bopped into Aquarius back in March, and now it's going to take this turn, and it's going to go into 
the Capricorn again. And it's going to take its last spin into Capricorn. So once it enters Capricorn, at some point, you know, it'll go direct in Capricorn, which means it's not going to, um, it's not going to, uh, you know, go back and meet Pluto again like it did at 22 degrees. But it will get to about 26 or so, and it will turn around and leave, get ready to leave. So we have to finish our Capricorn schedule that Saturn has set up for us over these last couple of years, and we're going to get the opportunity to do that later this year. So right now it's still in Aquarius. It'll be in Aquarius in May. And then, you know, when we start to see it moving, out we'll be talking about what it means for it to go back into Capricorn and I'm sure we're going to feel it because remember this whole pandemic started as a result of Saturn Pluto or, or as the archetype shows us of Saturn Pluto so while they will not meet up exactly again they're going to get pretty close to each other and Jupiter's going to be with them and so we're we may I see restrictions being lifted but now Saturn's going to turn around Saturn is the patriarchy, the government, the rules, the regulations, the duty, the responsibility, and I'm going to say we haven't seen the last of this. Not that we're going to start seeing people getting sick and dying again, which is really hard to watch, but I think that maybe something may shift where we have to reconsider. Now, maybe it's going to just be new rules that they're going to make, but they haven't been, they're not finished making rules yet. We're not free of this. It's not like Saturn went into Aquarius and is staying in Aquarius and it's moving on and we all get our freedom back. Freedom is going to be something we may have to stretch to get because Aquarius is about freedom. And Saturn, when it goes in back into Capricorn, is saying, ah, we're not done making rules yet. So this is what we found out. This is the research we did. This is what happened. And here's the results. This is what we're going to do as a result of a pandemic. And here's and there's going to be a few months where Saturn's back in Capricorn. And that might be... Um, a little complicated for us because we are you know once people start getting a taste of freedom they're not going to want to go back and I keep saying that even though people um, you know the tourism industry especially in Costa Rica tourism is a big deal and I keep saying that you know once people get the taste that they can leave their house they're going to get on an airplane and they're going to want to go somewhere and they're and tourism Tourism is actually going to, you know, people are going to want to go and get on a plane and go somewhere because they've been locked up for so long. So if they continue to work at home and they had money and they could travel, I do believe that people are going to decide that they want to get out of town, even if it means they drive north into the, the you know, it just maybe into another country if you live in Europe or something or you drive in the United States to another state even if or get on a plane or something and once people are allowed to travel they're going to travel and they may travel big time so there will probably be some interesting restrictions being put on us um as of July early July Saturn will go back into Capricorn so this is something that we're going to pay attention to closely and, and watch how it evolves. Saturn will go back into Aquarius later this year with Jupiter. But there's going to be a point, especially around the U.S. election, October or so, where Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter are going to be very close together. And that is going to be a whole other conversation in another very interesting period. So stay tuned. 
in the meantime, um, Jupiter will retrograde also, and we're you know it's it's in Capricorn, and so it's going to get ready to Pluto retrograde last week, and so they're going to get ready to connect with each other again. So that's actually a good thing. But we get to see all of this activity next week. We've got a lot of high energy astrology happening. Like I told you, we've got a lot of Mercury activity this week, and the full moon, and the moon hitting Uranus before it goes full, and then we've got three planets changing direction next week. I'd say there's a lot going on. So we have to stay tuned. We have to stay alert. We need to focus and we need to make some decisions about our intentions and what we want to manifest. Because if we don't consciously make these decisions and work at them, and they're always work, it's always work to change your life, um, then they're going to be made for us, you know, by our subconscious and by <laughs> the powers that be. So if you don't want to live in the shadow of, you know, what's been happening in these months, then I suggest that you do your homework and go within and uh, work with yourself on what you want to manifest for this year. And uh, keep... I will be keeping you posted on Instagram because I threw some more cards about this, uh, you know, what's happening on earth. And I got some very interesting results the other night. So, um, again, four of us shuffled in, um, my archetype deck and I'll be posting that, um, in the next day or so about what, what it means. So that's it for this week. We've got, uh, the moon going void tonight at 825 uh, I'm sorry, 8.25 p.m. my time, 10.25 p.m. if you live on the East Coast. It will be going into Libra in the middle of the night, so it'll be in Libra the next two days, and then on Tuesday it will go void 10.30 at night, Eastern time. And then it'll go into Scorpio again at 3 in the morning. And then I say again, meaning again at 3 in the morning, not again into Scorpio. And then again, void on Thursday, 10.30 at night. Um, so there's like every other night this week, the moon goes void at 10.30 at night. And then it will go into Sagittarius, three in the morning um, on Friday. And then actually it stays in Sag and it's not void for very long on Sunday the 10th, which is Mother's Day, like I said. So it goes into Capricorn. It'll be in Capricorn most of the day on Sunday. And that's our week. So actually, the voids won't get too much in our way this week. They're not, unless you live in another time zone that's maybe European or maybe South Africa or Australia or something, perhaps you will be getting uh, a little void action. And so I wish you a lovely and pleasant week. My name is Deb McBride. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. My Instagram is the Golden Astrologer. My Twitter is at Deb Astrology. I have this podcast. I have my blog, which is uh, posting right now some information about a class I'm giving. If you're interested, you can contact me, info at thegoldenastrologer.com. And I am also uh, available for consultations. So if you would like a consultation from me, um, please feel free to book it on my site and, uh, and we will meet over over the computer or um, however that works in the coming weeks. I thank you for listening. It is a beautiful night here and I wish you a beautiful week. Thank you.